Hello, my name is Isaac, and today I will be reading Percy Jackson and The Last Olympian, Chapter 6, Part 2. Without further ado, let's get on. Back at the cliff, Mrs. O'Leary had found a friend. A cozy campfire crackled in a ring of stones. A girl about eight years old was sitting cross-legged next to Mrs. O'Leary, scratching the hellhound's ear. The girl had mousy brown hair uh, and a simple brown dress. She wore a scarf over her head, so she looked like a pioneer kid, like the ghost of Little House on the Prior or something. She poked the fire with a stick, and it seemed to glow more richly red than a normal fire. Hello, she said. My first thought was, monster. When you're a demigod and you find a sweet little girl alone in the woods, that's typically a good time to draw your sword and attack. Plus, the encounter with Mrs. with Miss Castellan had rattled me pretty bad. Nico bowed to the little girl. Hello again, lady. She studied me with eyes as red as the firelight. I decided it was safest to bow. Sit, Brissy Jackson, she said. Would you like some dinner? After staring at moldy peanut butter sandwiches and burnt cookies, I didn't have much of an appetite. <clears throat> but the girl waved her hand and a picnic appeared at the edge of the fire. There were plates of roasted beef, baked potatoes, buttered carrots, fresh bread, and a whole bunch of other foods I hadn't had in a long time. My stomach started to rumble. It's a kind of homemade, home-cooked meal people are supposed to have, but never do. The girl made a two-meter-long dog biscuit appear for Mrs. O'Leary, who happily began tearing it to shreds. I sat next to Nico. We picked up our food, and I was about to dig in when I thought better of it. I scraped part of my meal into the flames, flames, the way we do at camp, for the gods, I said. The little girl smiled. Thank you. As tender of the flame, I get a share of every sacrifice, you know. I, rec I recognize you knew now, I said. The first time I came to camp, you were sitting by the fire in the middle of the commons area. You did not... Stop to talk, the girl recalled sadly. Alas, mo alas, most never do. Nico talked to me. He was the first in many years. Everyone rushes about. No time for visiting family. You're Hestia, I said. The goddess of the hearth? She nodded. Okay. So, she looked eight years old. I didn't ask. I'd learned that gods could look any way they'd pleased. My lady, Nico asked. Why aren't you with the other Olympians fighting Typhon? I'm not much for a fight. Her red eyes flickered. I realized they weren't just reflecting the flames. They were filled with flames. But not like Aerie's eyes. Hestia's eyes were warm and cozy. Besides, she said, someone has to keep the home fires burning while the gods are away. So you're guarding Mount Olympus? I asked. Guard may be too strong of a word, but if you ever need a warm place to sit and a home-cooked meal, you're welcome to visit. Now eat. My plate was empty before I knew it. Nico scarfed his down just as fast. That was great, I said. Thank you, Hestia. She nodded. Do you have a good visit with May Castellan? For a moment, I'd almost forgotten the old lady with her bright eyes and her maniacal smile, the way she'd suddenly seemed possessed. What's wrong with her, exactly? I asked. She was born with a gift, Hestia said. She could see through the mist. Like my mother, I said. And I was also thinking, like a Rachel. But the glowing eyes thing? Some bear the curse of sight better than others. 
the goddess said sadly. For a while, May Castellan had many talents. She attracted the attention of Hermes himself. They had a beautiful baby boy. For a brief time, she was happy, and then she went too far. I remember what Miss, uh, Mrs. Castellan had said. They offered me an important job. It didn't work out. I wondered what kind of job <clears throat> left you like that. One minute she was all happy, I said, and then the next she was freaking out about her son's fate like she knew he'd turn into Kronos. What happened to to divide her like that? The goddess's face darkened. That is a story I do not like to tell, but make Estelle saw too much. If you are to understand your enemy, Luke, you must understand his family. I thought about the sad little picture of Hermes taped above May Castellan's sink. I wondered if Miss Castellan had been so crazy when Luke was little. That green-eyed fit could have seriously scared a nine-year-old kid. And if Hermes never visited, if he'd left Luke alone with his mom all those years, no wonder Luke ran away, I said. I mean, it wasn't right to leave his mom like that, but still, he was just a kid. Hermes couldn't, shouldn't have abandoned him. Hestia scratched behind Mrs. O'Leary's ear. The hellhound wagged her tail and accidentally knocked over a tree. It's easy to judge others, Hestia warned. But will you follow Luke's path? Seek the same powers? Nico set down his plate. We have no choice, my lady. It's the only way Percy stands a chance. Hmm. Hestia opened her hand and the fire roared. Flames shot ten meters into the air. Heat slapped me in the face. Then the fire died back down to normal. Not all powers are spectacular, Hestia looked at me. Sometimes the hardest power to master is the power of yielding. Do you believe me? Uh-huh, I said. Anything to keep her from messing with her flame powers again. The goddess smiled. You're a good hero, Percy Jackson. Not too proud. I like that. We have much to learn. When Dionysus was made god, I gave up my throne for him. I was the only way to avoid civil war amongst the gods. It, unba it unbalanced the council, I remembered. Suddenly, there were seven guys and five girls. Hestia shrugged. It was the best solution. Not a perfect one. Now I tend the fire. I fade slowly into the background. No one will ever write epic poems about the deeds of Hestia. Most demigods don't even stop to talk to me. But that is no matter. I keep the peace. I yield when necessary. Can you do this? I don't know what you mean. She studied me. Perhaps not yet, but soon. Will you continue your quest? Is that why you're here? To warn me against going? Hestia shook her head. I'm here because when all else fails, when all the other mighty gods have gone off to war, I am all that's left. Home. Hearth. I am the last Olympian. You must remember me when you face your final decision. I didn't like the way she said final. I looked at Nico and back at Hestia's warm, glowing eyes. I have to continue, my lady. I have to stop Luke. I mean, Kronos. Hestia nodded. Very well. I cannot be of much assistance beyond what I've already told you, but since you sacrificed to me, I can return you to your own hearth. I will see you again, Percy Jackson, on Olympus. Her tone was ominous, like our next meeting would not be happy. The goddess waved her hand, and everything faded. Suddenly, I was home. Nico and I were sitting on the couch in my mom's apartment on of the Upper East Side. That was the good news. Bad news was that the rest of the living room was occupied by Mrs. O'Leary. 
I heard a muffled yell from the bedroom. Paul's voice said, Who put a wall of fur in the doorway? Percy? My mom called out. Are you here? Are you alright? I'm here, I shouted back. Woof! Mrs. O'Leary's. Mrs. O'Leary tried to turn in a circle to find my mom, knocking all the pictures off the walls. She'd only met my mom once before. Long story. But she loves her. It took a few minutes, but finally we got things worked out. After destroying most of the furniture in the living room and probably making our neighbors really mad, we got my parents out of the bedroom and into the kitchen, where we sat around the kitchen table. Mrs. O'Leary still took up the entire living room, but she settled her head in the kitchen doorway so she could see us, which made her happy. My mom tossed her five-kilogram pack of ground beef, which disappeared down her gullet. Paul poured lemonade for the rest of us while explained about our visit to Connecticut. So it's true, Paul stared at me like I'd never see, like he'd never seen me before. He was wearing his white bathrobe, now covered in hellhound fur, and his salt and pepper hair was sticking up in every direction. And the talk about monsters and being a demigod, it's really true? I nodded. Last autumn, I'd explained to Paul who I was. My mom had backed me up. But until this moment, I don't really think he'd believed us. Sorry about Mrs. O'Leary, I said, destroying the living room and all. Pa Paul laughed with delight. Are you kidding? This is awesome. I mean, when I saw the hoof prints of the Prius, I thought maybe, but this? He patted Mrs. O'Leary's snout. The living room shook. Boom, boom, boom. Which meant either a SWAT team was breaking down the door or Mrs. O'Leary's wagging her tail. I couldn't help but smile. Paul was a pretty cool guy. If he was my English teacher, even if he was my English teacher as well as my stepdad. Thanks for not freaking out, I said. Oh, I'm freaking out, he promised, his eyes wide. I just think it's awesome. Yeah, well, I said, you may not be so excited when you hear what's happening. I told Paul and my mom about Typhon and the gods and the battle that was sure to come. Then I told them Nico's plan. My mom laced her fingers around her lemonade glass. She was wearing her bl old blue flannel bathrobe and her hair was tied back. Recently, recently, she'd started writing a novel like she'd wanted to do for years. And I could tell she'd been working on it late into the night because the circles under her eyes were darker than usual. Behind her, at the kitchen window, silver moonlace glowed in the flower box. I brought the magical plant back from Calypso's Island last summer and it bloomed like crazy under my mother's care. The scent always calmed me down, but it also made me sad, because it reminded me of lost friends. My mom took a deep breath like she was thinking how to tell me no. Percy, it's dangerous, she said, even for you. Mom, I know, I could die. Nico explained that. But if we don't try, we all die, Nico said. He hadn't touched his lemonade. Miss Jackson, we don't stand a chance against an invasion. And there will be an invasion. An invasion of New York, Paul said. Is that even possible? How could we not see the the monsters? He said he he said it like he couldn't believe it was true. I don't know, I admitted. I admitted. I don't see how Kronos could just march into Manhattan, but the mist is strong. Typhon is trampling across the country right now, and mortals think he's a storm system. Miss Jackson, Nico said. Percy needs her blessing. The process has to start that way. I wasn't sure until we met Luke's mom, but now I'm positive. It was only been done successfully twice before. Both times, the mother had to give her blessing. She had to be willing to let her son take the risk. You want me to bless this? She shook her head. It's crazy. Percy, please. Mom, 
I can't do it without you. And if you survive this this process, then I go to war, I said. Me against Kronos, and only one of us will survive. I didn't tell her the whole prophecy about the soul reaping and the end of my days. She didn't need to know that I was probably doomed. <clears throat> I could only hope I'd stop Kronos and save the rest of the world before I died. You're my son, she said miserably. I can't just... I could tell I would have to push her harder if I wanted her to agree, but I didn't want to. I remembered poor Miss Castell in her kitchen, waiting for her son to come home, and I realized how lucky I was. My mom had always been there for me, always tried to make things normal for me, even with the gods and monsters and stuff. She had put me up with she put up with me going on adventures, but now I was asking her blessing to do something that would probably get me killed. I locked eyes with Paul, and some kind of understanding passed between us. Sally, he put his hand over my mother's hands. I can't claim to know um, what you and Percy have been going through all these years, but it sounds to me, it sounds like Percy is doing something noble. I wish I had that much courage. I got a lump in my throat. I didn't, comp- I didn't get compliments like that too much. My mom stared at her lemonade. She looked like she was trying not to cry. I thought about what Hestia had said, about how hard it was to yield, and I figured my maybe my mom was finding that out. Percy, she said, I give you my blessing. I didn't feel anything different. No magical glow lit the kitchen or anything. I glanced at Le- Nico. He was more anxious than ever, but he nodded. It's time. Percy, my mom said, one last thing. If you, if you survive this fight with Kronos, send me a sign. She rummaged through her bag and handed me her cell phone. Mom, you know demigods and cell phones? I know, she said. But just in case, if you're not able to call, maybe a sign that I could see from anywhere in Manhattan to tell me you're okay? Like Theseus, Paul suggested. He was supposed to raise white sails when he came home to Athens. Except he forgot, Nico muttered, and his father jumped off the palace roof in despair. But other than that, it was a great idea. What about a flag or a flare, my mom said. From Olympus, the Empire State Building? Something blue, I said. We'd had a running joke for years about blue food. It was my favorite color, and my mom went out of her way to humor me. Every year, my birthday cake, my Easter basket, my Christmas candy canes always had to be blue. Yes, my mom agreed. I'll watch out for a blue signal, and I'll try to avoid jumping off palace rooftops. She gave me one last hug. I tried not to feel like I was saying goodbye. I shook my hand. I shook hands with Paul. Then Nico and I walked to the kitchen doorway and looked at Mrs. O'Leary's. Sorry, girl, I said. Shadow travel time again. She whimpered and crossed her paws over her snout. Where now? I asked. L.A. No need, he said. It was a closer entrance to the underworld. And that was the end of chapter six. I hope you guys had a good time listening to me read this chapter. Also, I want to thank you guys so, so, so incredibly much for 6,000 downloads. I think we were close to 6,000 downloads before our last episode, right? And uh, now we have 6.2. So you guys absolutely smashed 6,000. I think it's kind of getting repetitive, and uh, most people have probably clicked off by now, so... Yeah, I just want to say thank you. Isaac.